stayed genuine. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say like it's something that we 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 never tried to force it to go viral. It, it kind of happened naturally for us, so we we're super lucky in in that aspect. But yeah, stay true to yourself and and just you know, as, if you, if you don't force it, I feel like it, it will come. Hear the neon lights buzzing, the bartender shaking up a drink, and a mic check in progress. Welcome to the Open Mic Podcast, where the backstage is brought to you. I'm Andrew De Niro, and coming onto the stage, we have four minutes later. Can you feel my bones? Mysterious internet-born Twitter trending group, four minutes later, was top trending on Twitter in not one, not two, but three major countries, the USA, UK, and Mexico. It all started in early 2018 when 4ML tweeted a mysterious music coming soon. 4ML then released This Is London without any visuals to help promote it. It wasn't before long that people were clamoring to find out who this account was that was releasing music. In an effort to unveil the group, hashtag WhoIs4ML was born, quickly circulated and ultimately trending around the globe. Four minutes later, embrace this enigma surrounding them and keep their identity hidden. In this exclusive interview, I was able to uncover more about the group than has ever been released before. So I have to say, in a lot of ways, you guys are very mysterious in the way that you seemingly came out of nowhere. Uh, your full identity hasn't even been um, disclosed. I understand that in 2008, you simply tweeted, music coming soon on Twitter, which pretty much started a firestorm on the social media platform. It was trending in the USA, in the UK, in Mexico. As a marketing tactic, this seems too good to be true. But how did you guys make this work? Um, so it was it was kind of uh, a, we, nothing we expected. It was it was a moment for us where we decided we wanted to do a project. Um, so we we put out that music coming soon, just just to kind of work. Obviously, with any music project, you have to have social media in today's day and age. So we thought let's just kind of work on that as we piece together and, and slowly write, uh, whether it be a single, an album, an EP. And it, it just naturally took off before we tried to do anything. We didn't try to make it go viral. We didn't uh, come up with a plan to make it go viral. One day, it just we were watching it. Get the, we had to turn the notifications off on our, on our Twitter because it was like, what the heck's going on here? Like, why all of a sudden are we getting hundreds of notifications an hour? And that's kind of the start of that. So it wasn't intentional to start. And then once we realized um, that they were people were that's what they were attached to and kind of latching onto was the anonymous factor. Was we said let's let's run with it, let's ride with it because nobody else is really doing that right now. I mean, you have Marshmallow and all that, but people know who that is still. So we wanted to make sure that we stayed true to to the anonymous factor as long as we can for now. And it was it was really the hashtag that kind of started all. We just put uh, a hashtag of who is four minutes later, and or who is four ML was the exact one. And it for us, luckily enough, we released that with this cryptic video we created, 
and and people just loved it and started sharing it and uh it was yeah it was unexpected but welcoming yeah exactly we we uh we were kind of taken back by it and just went oh let's ride the wave and see where it takes us and and have some fun with this because that's the big thing for us is whether it's creatively speaking and with music or or live aspects uh we always like to have fun with everything we do and and to me what's more fun than than kind of getting to lead a mystery like this man that just sounds like the dream for any artist that's just starting what did it feel like for you guys when you saw all those notifications pouring in of of fans that were eager to hear your music yeah it was uh, it was a dream it was cool we we were we honestly we were caught we we weren't exactly uh to be fully honest we weren't exactly uh ready to release music in that moment we were just kind of starting to create content and, and get ready for the release of music and it, it it kind of grew before we were expecting it to grow so we were we're super lucky to have that and then it became uh, a, a bit of a test of time to to try to get music out as fast as as we can and to prove that uh, you know that we were legitimate uh, there at the same time with with what we had shared there was a bunch of other Twitter accounts starting to pop up claiming to do the same thing we were doing so we really wanted to separate ourselves and be like hey we're here we're legit we're going to be releasing music continue to release music and and we want to be we want to show that we are the real deal compared to the other anonymous bands that were just starting up at the same time on Twitter yeah like for I think the, the big thing for us is it lit a fire under our ass for sure to, to get moving with the creative process. Um, can we say that on the podcast, ass? I hope we can. <laughs> yes. If not, I'm sure he's got a You absolutely can. So it definitely got us moving, but the, the, like it was really interesting because of that. People were, oh, they're not actually a real band. They don't have music. They're just here to troll us or they're just here to, to mess with us on, on the internet. And we wanted to prove that we weren't that, you know, yeah, we bought into the whole anonymous factor, but it wasn't intentional that way. It wasn't supposed to be that way necessarily to start. Um, so we wanted to separate ourselves from the other accounts that were popping up, trying to sort of mock us um, and, and copy what we were doing just to gain some followers. And so it was never about the followers or gaining followers. It was just about we hadn't planned for it to take off that way. Uh, so we didn't have our content ready to share. And, and for us, it's always been about sharing uh, our content when it's ready and when it's, when it's the best it can be and not just putting something out that we feel like putting out. I mean, sometimes the content that we feel is ready isn't polished and clean, but that it's just ready for us to share and we didn't have anything ready. A lot of people listen to this podcast for tips and tricks in the music industry. So essentially how they can be more successful as an artist. Do you have any advice for artists trying to go viral themselves? Stay genuine. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say like, it's something that we, we, we'd never tried to force it to go viral. It, it kind of happened naturally for us. So we were super lucky in, in that aspect. Um, but yeah, stay true to yourself and, and just, you know, as if you, if you don't force it, I feel like it it will come. Like obviously, yeah. you work to you work hard towards your goals and make things happen, and you have to you have to put yourself out there. But um, you can't just make something go viral. And and if you don't believe in it, you can't expect other people to believe in what you're doing. So 
for us, it comes down to, we, we really believe in this and we are passionate about it and we're staying true to ourselves, which is funny because who, who are we? Like, what is ourselves? Nobody knows, but we know that we write from true experiences. We like to incorporate that and we like to kind of bring a vulnerability and an honest factor to our music, which is the only way to do it. And it doesn't matter what genre you do, whether it's metal, rap, rock, DJ, just be passionate about it, work hard and, and people will take notice and, and do it for yourself first. Um, everything we write is for ourselves. And then we kind of, as we always say, when we release it, it's here, we're giving it to the fan base. It now becomes yours, you know, and if they love it, great. If they don't, as long as you love it, that's the important part. I think the idea of being genuine is so important. And it's something that I'm always preaching myself. Um, now, this next question might seem like a very broad one, but I promise I'm asking it for a reason. In your opinion, should music be free for the listeners? There's a lot of talk and buzz about that in the music industry right now. Um, I have a, a, a double-sided opinion about that, and I think we kind of share it. Um, one of the, the, the more wise people in the music industry who clearly is not hard up for money anymore in his life is Ed Sheeran, who basically said he would not be anywhere if it wasn't for this, the free streams and the sh music sharing. Um, and that's the, the benefit that that has um, is that as long as people, once we put it out there, as long as people are enjoying it and sharing it with their friends, then do it. We don't care if you, if you buy it, stream it, download it, whatever you have to do to get it, just, just get it and enjoy it. Um, the other side is I think, the system is certainly flawed for how it takes care of artists and, and um, how artists are paid. I mean, you hear all these stories of people who have 6 billion streams and they got paid $30 because of a horrible contract or something like <laughs> right. that. Um, I think it's an ever-changing system. So it's, it's hard to have one thing in place and say, this is going to work because in a year or two from now, streaming might not even be a thing. You know, we, we saw the physical sales on iTunes disappear this year and, and that's kind of crazy to think about. So it's always changing. I think just as long as people are enjoying it, stream it, share it, get it out there. I mean, it, it's that's what you're making the music for. There's there's the side that people will say, oh, you know, you'll spend six dollars for a cup of coffee at Starbucks, but you won't spend ninety nine cents on a song that someone spent months creating and whatever. And yeah, you feel that as an artist, you do, but at the same time just share it. That's what we, we care about is just sharing it. Yeah. I mean, there's other aspects that also help the artists, you know, like on the Spotify level, just following that artist's page, liking their songs and, and sharing it. Like, like, uh, especially said. For independent artists. Yeah. Like independent artists, um, most record deals sign a 360 deal, right? So they get a piece of everything. You're streaming your merch, your concert tickets, every, every aspect 360 means they're getting a piece of it all. Um, but for independent artists, if you want to download their songs, sure. But then just buy their concert ticket when they're in your town or buy a t-shirt or um, make sure you do share it when they make a post on Facebook or Instagram and, and follow them on. The, the big thing with, with streaming services is following them on Spotify, making sure you like and favorite the songs. Everything's algorithm based now. So if you really want to support someone, make sure that you're not just listening to it. And even things like skip rates, they, they calculate how long the average person listens to it. And then they'll push that to bigger playlists. And it's just, it's a computer driven world now. And, and everything we do is monitored and, and uh, we got to make sure that you really like someone support them by, by helping those algorithms. 
really admire how much you guys know about the numbers side of it, the business side of it, how these algorithms work. So I think your answer to this, this question is, is going to be a very well thought out one. Uh, there was an article that came out about a week ago, which talked about how a Chinese music streaming conglomerate has um, been having success with windowing. And for those for those out there that are unfamiliar with the term windowing, it's essentially when an artist releases content, let's say a week or two uh, before all of their other listeners get to, to listen to it that aren't premium. So it's basically a window that only premium listeners um, will have access to. What do you think of this concept? And do you think it's a good direction for um, the U.S. music industry and Spotify? That's, that's the first time we've heard that term. That's yeah, cool. yeah. This is something. Uh, so it's basically, from our understanding, what you're saying is kind of like an early early access to premium users to hear the songs before everyone else does. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I think I think it has its be- like anything. It'll have its benefits and cons. And um, I never I th- like to see uh, people not be able to get something because of money. Like I don't want to see somebody not be able to access something of ours because they maybe can't afford, even if it's $10 a month or whatever Spotify costs. Um, I don't want to see somebody not miss out on that. I don't, I, I think it's cool. I think it's a good way to measure uh, your audience. Uh, and it's a good way to drive more subscriptions for premium based uh, uh, like Spotify premium and Apple music and all that, you know, especially with the bigger artists if someone, like Beyonce did that or, or Ed Sheeran or something like that, it would be huge. More people would subscribe. I'm sure of it. But for us, I think it's more about, for me anyways, it's more about, I want everyone to have access to our stuff. Yeah. And it's something we we've have done before in a different, in a different sense, not in a sense of subscribing, but more of a sense of, um, we'll hold contests and, and then give winners an early listen where it's, you know, maybe not money based, but just like, something as simple as retweet retweeting our stuff and have a chance to get an early lesson or something to those, to those lines. So I think there's different ways of doing it. Um, but it's, it's, it's a new way of probably something that's an ancient technique. When I learned about that, in my opinion, I thought it would rub the fan the wrong way. I, I thought of it as almost the artist is pr- kind of price gouging, their listeners do you think there'll be some some negative reactions to that i'm sure there will be i mean you look at even any artist who who sells meet and greets um for their concerts things like that's it's it's kind of the same way some people agree that some people don't i think that's a that's a little different of a of a whole different game because you want to as an artist you want to meet your fans um, and especially when you get to a certain level, you, you can't meet everyone that comes to an arena show or a stadium show or even a thousand people a night. It's, it's hard to meet everyone. So by putting a price tag on that, it, it kind of eliminates that um, aspect of it and you kind of get a controlled group. Um, but again, there's that same side of it where it's, you're charging your some fans, you're charging fans for something that only some of them can afford. And, and that's it's always going to be a tough subject, right? So can you feel my bones? Let's let's switch gears a bit. That's your number one single out right now. Is received over 150k plays on Spotify. I'm sensing um, maybe perhaps a a relationship gone wrong vibe from that. Tell me the story behind the lyrics and why do you think the song has uh, been so popular? 
Uh, so recording that song actually um, came, that was one of the faster songs that came together. I feel like it was just, it seemed like in two days we had everything from arrangements to the lyrics written out. Um, as far as, as far as the EP, I'll go to the EP as a whole just for a moment and, and just how the EP as a whole kind of has a timeline. Bones was actually the first song we wrote for the EP. So that's, that's kind of the beginning of the timeline of the EP. Um, and that's more of the relationship going right. And that, yeah, we kind of meeting, meeting them for the first time. It's kind of meeting. Yeah. It's about meeting that person for the first time. And it kind of follows the relationship one of us was in. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, because I mean, lyrics are written by different people and they look back on their own relationships through, you know, their own experience to write their, what the lyrics they're thinking of. Um, it just kind of happened to coincide at the same time. Um, but it, it's more about, I guess, a beginning of a relationship. It's fun, right? Like it's a fun song. It's not a love song. That's for sure. Like it's, I think that's why people like it. It's, it's an upbeat, uh, fast tempo kind of, um, you know, like you look at what, what's going to be a hit single on the radio. Yeah. The ballads are amazing and people connect to, but it's fun and upbeat. And that's what I think we wanted that for what the song's about the beginning of a relationship. It is fun. It is upbeat. And we're actually, we don't like to do that. Um, we like to kind of have a song where the, the song feels fun, but the lyrics are very negative or the other way around. But uh, for this one, it just worked. It, it clicked. As he was saying, it's, it's, it was the quickest song we wrote um the the team was incredible every, every four minutes later is more than just a band it's it's everyone involved with it it's the team writers producers management uh pr um booking agents a- absolutely everything and as well as the fans it's kind of just one big family um so we're very lucky that for that song especially that that was the first one that kind of took off now i understand you have a music video in the works um, it's a song from your self-titled EP that you just released. Can you give us a, a bit of a sneak peek of what we might be able to expect from the music video and what song it's for? Yeah. So since we have our identities hidden, we ourselves are not in the music videos, uh, which is it's kind of interesting for us because, you know, a lot of reasons why people watch music videos is to kind of see the band in a different element um, and and seeing their favorite members. So it be, not being in the music video ourselves, we really had to focus in our storytelling to make sure it was, we're still telling an interesting story, a captivating story. Um, with this music video, Bad Love, we, we really wanted to limit ourselves and challenge ourselves in that way. We limited ourselves to just, we wanted to tell the story with just two actors. Uh, so we got a talented actor and actress and... Um, you know, there are certain aspects of the music video. We really want to hammer something home and other aspects were like, just be in character, do your thing. And let's try to capture a moment organically. Um, so we really, we really did our best to tell a story, uh, just using two actors, um, which is the main concept, I guess, that we, we stuck with throughout it. I think it's a story that everyone can relate to. I know we've been certainly able to relate to it, um, we wanted it to tell the we wanted the music video to tell the story of the song visually. Um, so the the lyrics tell the story of, of a couple, um, a young, from from our perspective, a young couple. Uh, you know, you fall in love, and 
it's just not working, but it doesn't mean it's not, not good because sometimes it is good when you're in one of those, uh, I guess, toxic relationships. Um, it doesn't mean you're bad people. You're just not right for each other. And kind of the harder you try to make it work, the worse it gets. And that's kind of what we wanted to show is that it's not all bad and it's not all good. Um, and some of it's very neutral, but just to show that kind of story develop of, of it's not always roses and sometimes you're just not right for each other. And it can seem great at times, but sometimes you got to give your head a shake and figure out what's best for you. So be sure to stay tuned for the bad love music video coming soon. Four minutes later has, yep. Next week, stay tuned. And four minutes later has just released their self-titled EP, which includes their hit. Can you feel my bones? So go check that out today. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. It's uh, it's been great. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, four minutes later.